All right, here we go. It's a Tuesday afternoon on Sports Talk. Oh, yes. We're with you for two hours today. 6.05 first pitch for the Chihuahuas. Back at home. Excited about the game tonight. Excited about the series. I'm just excited about El Paso Chihuahuas baseball. Man, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. Oh, and by the way, what do you know? The Chihuahuas split the series for the third time this year. Reno is tonight. Uh, the only difference between the third series and the second and first series was it didn't go three in a row and three in a row. Three wins and three losses. This was a little bit of a mixed bag, but still, splitting the series is a big deal. So excited about that. 600 ESPN will pass. We'll have it for you tonight. Tim Haggerty with the call. Schultons and Frias. On the mound. Tomorrow, it's Mike Clevenger Day. Happy Mike Clevenger Day tomorrow, Adrian. Happy Mike Clevenger Day tomorrow. Day baseball for the El Paso Chihuahuas. They get started at 11 o'clock. A lot of people playing hooky uh, tomorrow, not going into work. And they'll get a chance to watch Mike Clevenger pitch on the mound on his Major League Baseball rehab assignment. Are you playing hooky or because of the Vegas trip, you're trying to get as much done as possible in these next uh, 24 hours? I'm trying to get as much done right now, man. Yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I, I will not be able to get uh, to the ballpark tomorrow. I wish. I know. Me too. Me too. It would be awesome, though. I would love to see Clevenger. Um, especially if you get there early, like 9 o'clock in the morning, go watch him stretch and work out in his tie-dye shirt or whatever he's wearing, his hag said. That, that would be perfect. Right? Oh, man. That that just shows you right there. Hey, that's a Major League Baseball player playing in El Paso, warming up. I think a lot of fans will get excited to see uh, the Padre, uh, the Padres pitcher come down here and pitch a game in the morning. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so uh, we got two more days with you here in El Paso, today, tomorrow. By the way, uh, update on tomorrow's show. Because of the Vegas trip, we're going to cut it short at 5.30 tomorrow and get you out uh, to the Bucks bulls NBA playoff game on ESPN Radio. So that's airing at 5.30 tomorrow. We'll keep you right up to tip-off, and then we'll jump out to tip-off on ESPN Radio tomorrow evening at 5.30. That'll give us a chance to get all of our ducks in a row before we head out first thing in the morning, Thursday, and get out to Vegas and broadcast live from Caesars, which is going to be a lot of fun. Some of you are wondering, where are we staying in Vegas? Well, I made a slight hotel change yesterday, and we are now staying at The Link. So I believe The Link is right next to Caesars. It's owned by Caesars, and uh, we, in fact, will be uh, in at The Link and uh, next to Caesar's Palace, which is nice, Adrian, because it means we won't have to carry and uh, take all of our stuff halfway across the strip. Now we could go a couple hundred feet and go from one hotel to the other, and we're in business. That's all you, Steve. Shout out to you for getting this uh, this switch up going on. A little audible action. You called a check down right here. It was a third and uh, third and two, and you you uh, accomplished the first down play. So good stuff by you, Steve. I'm excited. I can't wait. I looked at the itinerary, uh, the tentative itinerary, I should say, and uh, yeah. It's just it's gonna be fun. I mean, these uh, Thursday Friday shows are gonna be a blast. We all now we all have shirts to wear. Uh, that's gonna be fun too. We, we're so gonna we look have, it was swagged oh, out. Yeah. We're gonna be dripped oh, out. God. Come on, you man. Have, I mean, uh, Foss is gonna be so excited. Him and Chris, uh, those are our guys from Austin who are gonna be with us on this trip. So we're meeting them uh, while we're there. Gonna have a good time. We're gonna enjoy ourselves. Get a lot of stuff done. Bring it to you. Hey, tw- it took me twenty seven years to get credentialed by the NFL for an event. You don't think we're going to make the most of this opportunity? Oh, yeah. We want to make it five hours of great content from the NFL draft.
It's going to be, man. It's it's going to be a, a great experience. I'm going to make sure we uh, bring the camera so we've got a gallery go. up on the site, uh, daily coverage on our website. So even though we're off the air at times, we'll still post some content all over social media. It's, it's going to be a busy, busy couple days. I'm bringing my Zoom mic that I haven't used. Remember the portable Zoom mic I've that, had? That Zoom mic is amazing, man. I haven't, used, I haven't used that mic in years. I'm busting it out. i got to make sure i got batteries for it. Well, good, because what if we run into Aiden Hutchinson or yes. uh, you know, Ga- you know uh, Garrett Ola- uh, Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave or something like that. We could have, so we could see all those guys out there. They could all be there. I mean, they probably will be, and it, it'll be a great experience for us to bring that local content to El Paso and uh, you know be out there for the draft. Oh, now you're sounding like Foss. That's terrific. I like the way you said that. That's we're going to bring all that good stuff for El Paso. That's just that sounds exactly <laughs> like what Foss would say. He coached me up well. He did. I like that. So anyway, we're doing the shows uh, Thursday, Friday. Excited about it. Uh, we got a ton of people that are making it possible. Sponsors galore. We're going to go through all that here in just a little bit and excited about that. Again, we've got 10, 10 local businesses uh, that have been jumping on board to make this thing uh, a reality for us. And can't thank you guys enough. Uh, meanwhile, coming up in our second segment of the show, newest miner Tay Hardy is going to Zoom with us today. We've got Tay on the program and Adrian, I'm excited about that as well. The former Southern Miss star is going to be uh, popping in here on Sports Talk today. Yeah, just like we did with Rio McKinney, we got to ask him about the Instagram post and what he did and how he how oh. he got that done. He got the Air Force Ones in there. He looks look, good. He looks good with that uh, Texas Western jersey. And then on the Insta, I mean, on the Twitter feed, you get a different jersey and a different graphic altogether. So Tay Hardy, he, he was excited all over social media yesterday, uh, and I'm excited to uh, to hear from him so that he could speak. To the UTEP fan base for the first time. Oh, I am too. I am too. I think it's going to be phenomenal. So that's happening uh, here on the show today. And then we've got Sule Boom dropping by our Lubingo studios in the five o'clock hour. Now, this is really cool. And let me tell you why it's cool. Sule hasn't decided yet, he has not decided where he's going to go. And you want to know what I want to do today? I want to help him make his decision for him. I think I we, love this. I think that we should just candidly talk about the schools he's considering right now and give him our input as to where we think the best fit would be for him uh, as a basketball player. What do you think? I think that's a great idea because uh, I, I feel comfortable doing this with Sule Boom. Like he's, we've developed a great relationship over the the course of his college career here at yes. UTEP. So I feel I feel like we can do this. We can ask these kinds of questions, and I know that he's going to be very gracious toward the city of El Paso. That's one of the big reasons why he wanted to do this. He really just wanted to wanted to get in front of everybody and say, "Hey, I appreciate this city so much, and I want to come back here and be and live here when it's all said and done." I don't blame him. I mean, listen, they, they, the city's been good to him. He's been good to the city. It's been a good combination for both, right? It really has been. It's been terrific. Big, big get. So I'm excited about having uh, buckets for sale joining us on the program right now. Here, he'll be uh, popping in in our five o'clock hour. Hey, uh, yesterday around four forty-five, Tay Hardy made it official. Do you think in the 4 o'clock hour today another player will announce his intention of committing to UTEP and playing for the 2022-23 season? I'm going to go with a no. I'll just side with maybe not uh, in this 4 o'clock hour. I'll say maybe one other commit within the next 48 hours. That's going to be my pick. One other commit in the next 48 hours. All right. Now remember, 48 hours from now, we're live at the draft. It's draft day 48 hours from now. <laughs> Imagine like three players commit on draft day. 
<laughs> you know that's going to end up happening. Yes, probably. that's going to happen. We're, we're going to be. I'm going to. We're going to be broadcasting live from the draft, and there is going to be so much UTEP news. It's going to completely throw our show for a loop. Completely S. throw our show for a loop. Those Sports Center updates will be filled with uh, with all the content as far as our UTEP commits go. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So that's all happening uh, uh, coming up here uh, Thursday, Friday. Sports Talk Live from Las Vegas in the NFL Draft. So uh, excited about everything that we have in store for you today. Excited about Tay Hardy. Uh, excited just uh, in general to get ourselves uh, rocking and rolling. And I think it's just going to be uh, it's going to be an epic week for us uh, here on the program. It really is. What are you looking forward to most? I'm looking forward to actually watching the first round in person, like the theater itself. Uh, I've, you know, I, I love watching the draft itself. So that it's, it sounds kind of weird. And it's like, oh, come on, man. But like, yeah, I really, I've always uh, enjoyed sitting on my couch watching the draft, uh, every single pick in the first round. And I think doing it in person is one of those bucket list items for me, at least. So that's going to be my, I, I guess, my, my biggest thing I'm looking forward to. What about you, Steve? Where are we? Where do we sit for the draft? We're in this like area, like this little. Uh, well, actually, I just looked at it for photographers. Like, there's this like um, waiting room that you can go in the far back and like take photos from really far in the theater. So that was at least what I saw from a photographer standpoint. Oh, that's really kind of cool. So we're in the we're in the draft. We're just kind of in our own designated media area. Correct. That's what at least I saw. I mean, I could be totally wrong on nah, this. No, you're probably this, right. I gotta I gotta print all that stuff out. Yeah, I gotta go through it as well. It's a lot of stuff for us. A lot to do. It's, and, and by the way, we could have left tomorrow because there's a lot going on tomorrow. Have you seen all the stuff happening then? Yeah, it seems like tomorrow is just filled with a bunch of uh, prospect availabilities uh, galore. I mean, all the all the players that you're t- talking about, like as far as the first round picks, they're all going to be available to the media members tomorrow. Yep. And then all the like the pre-draft festivities, just a lot of entertainment going on around the place. And I, I think probably you know people just making those final thoughts and final final ideas as far as where they think the draft could go. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Well, there's so much rumors right now. By the way, I don't think the Darren Waller trade's happening to Green Bay. Everybody says that that's just a pipe dream. No, I don't either. I, I felt like when we talked to Rob Domofsky yesterday, uh, you know, he was he kind of said that that it could have been in place for the Devontae Adams deal when that um, initially happened. But if it didn't happen then, why would it happen now? Exactly. Exactly. So I'm with you on that one. Although it is pretty cool about all the uh, big rumors that are still happening uh, around the draft right now. And, I mean, there's so many prospects. There's so many different people that are in the running. Uh, put a story up today about uh, the six UTEP players and what could end up happening with them. That's also kind of interesting, Adrian, because we're talking about six guys that could all be unsigned free agents. Although you never know. Late in the draft, there's always a good number of players that are not on anybody's draft board that end up getting selected. So who knows? Maybe Darda Lee hears his name called. Maybe a Walter Neal Jr. or, or a Davion Inyang hears their name called. How cool would it be if Justin Garrett got drafted? I mean, that's the beauty of the, of, of the NFL draft. You never know until it's over. And all these guys, we've we've spoken to all of them, and you just can tell their passion for the sport and trying to play at the next level. And most of these guys, you ask them what their future plans are, they're all going to tell you it's playing football professionally, playing it on Sundays, and you know they they just want that opportunity. Just kind of like what Quentin Demps told us yesterday on the show, just give them a shot in in the summer camp, let them get on a roster, and then it's up from there. That it's up to the player to earn that that spot on a roster in the NFL. Absolutely. By the way, I'm looking at um, Todd McShay's final draft rankings. He has 
Aiden Hutchinson, one overall, followed by Trayvon Walker, two, uh, and then Ikem Ekwanu, three, and Evan Neal, four. So that's his top four uh, in his draft rankings. How about Trayvon Walker, who has just skyrocketed, Steve, since the start of this pre-draft process? Some are even thinking that the Jaguars will flip their yep. initial thought from number one in Aiden Hutchinson and go with the six foot five pass rusher from Georgia, Trayvon Walker, who a lot by a lot of accounts. People didn't even think he was the best player on Georgia, let alone the best player in this draft. If he gets drafted number one overall, it's not as big of a surprise anymore just seeing where all the different pl- uh, people and prognosticators have him on, on the draft rankings. Well, he ran a 4.540. That probably helps. When you run a 4.5140, they say that is the fastest by a 270-pound player at the Combine since at least 2006. Wow, that just that shows you right there. I I'll still tell you the guy I'm in love with is Nicobe Dean, his his teammate, the inside linebacker from Georgia. Uh, I know that he's not necessarily that top uh, top rated guy. He might even fall out of the first round just based on his size, five eleven two two uh, twenty nine. But he's explosive. He's an off ball linebacker. He has great rush uh, rush stopping in the you know as a linebacker as well. Kind of reminds me of a uh, a very far advanced Tyrese Knight. And uh, for Georgia. He was a baller. I, I really like Nicobe Dean. He's my favorite prospect in this draft. But I, I get it why people still like Trayvon Walker a little bit more. I just got done looking at McShay's rankings. There are no UTEP players represented in his top 367. So, like we said, uh, there is a very good chance that for the minors, uh, you know, their players end up seeing uh, free agent contracts, invited to rookie minicamp. And, then, you know, it's it's the same path that Nick Needham took, and look what he did. So. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I, I don't think that's a big shock, uh, not seeing any UTEP players here on this board. I think for the minor players who want to get drafted, hey, just get on a roster. Just just get on, on in a summer camp or a training camp deal and let it go from there. Eric, the number 48, tweets the show, why give airtime to those players who decided to leave? I'm not upset that they decided to go elsewhere. However, we need to turn the page on these guys and look forward to those players that have committed to the program. I'll tell you why, Eric. I like Sule Boom personally. And you want to know something? He's been good to us. We've been good to him. And I want to hear what he has to say. I want to, I want to hear how tough the decision was to leave. That, that, that interests me. And it's not, I'm not the kind, I'm not like a fan. I'm not like, as soon as you leave, I'm done with you. That's that's not the way I am. Not the way I've ever been when it comes to athletes. Athletes are people I take, we take care of them, whether they're at UTEP or someplace else. So, Eric, my answer is, I'm not a vengeful individual who wants nothing to do with individuals when they leave the program. I'm all about relationships, and we're going to keep relationships with these guys, just like Sule Boom is coming in at 5 o'clock. I also think that how quick are fans to go off and say, well, these players are never loyal, and then the fans turn around and they turn their back right on the player as soon as he decides to do something for, uh, the, you know, that they think is going to better their career. Exactly right. So anyway. All right. Tay Hardy's next. We'll do that on Zoom right after Charlie with traffic. 17 pass getting going here on a Tuesday. Back on Sports Talk, 22 pass the hour. Tweets coming in right now. Esteban tweets the show. I was in an infantry soldier for eight years. I was indoctrinated to be loyal and expect loyalty. So do I, Adrian. That's what it's all about here on this program. I know it's uh it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time. By the way, so excited about our next guest. In fact, 
like to welcome into the program right now the newest UTEP miner. We found out a little a little more than 24 hours ago that Tay Hardy would be coming to UTEP, coming to El Paso to wear the miner uniform, and he joins us right now via Zoom. Tay, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to uh, UTEP, and uh, happy to have you aboard. How you doing? Good. I'm good. Happy to be here. Now, Tay, I'll be honest with you. Um it has been a tough couple of weeks because we uh, have not had a, a lot of news yet about which miners, uh, which new miners would be signing with UTEP. So when we started the show yesterday here at four o'clock, uh, you hadn't made it official. And then all of a sudden we see uh, a tweet from Jake Lieberman. We see your Instagram post. Then we see your Twitter post. And next thing you know, you got uh, UTEP fans uh, dancing in the aisles, excited that uh, you're going to be uh, staying in Conference USA and coming from Southern Miss here to UTEP. Tell me a little bit about how the uh, whole experience has been like for you since you went into the portal. Um, you know, my my time in the portal I couldn't complain. I had a lot of schools reach out to me interested. And, you know, I just want to uh, give a shout out to all those coaches for reaching out to me, especially after um, after the last season coming off an injury, still trusting in my talents. But I feel like Coach Golden is my type of guy, and I feel like this is the right spot for me. You, you came to UTEP a couple of weeks ago, and uh... – Tell me a little bit about how your trip went uh, to El Paso. And you've been here to, to play the minors in the past, but what was it like to visit the campus, tour the facilities, and, and check out the city? Well, honestly, El Paso was new to me. I didn't go there this previous year due to my injury, so I stayed back and was doing rehab. I didn't go the year before last because of COVID, so that we had both games played at 7 minutes. So, my first time at El Paso was good. I I love the I love the mountain aesthetic. I like the architecture of the buildings and stuff. It's good weather, but um, the facilities are nice. Like I like I like how everything's connected in one facility. You get I don't have to do too much walking to go anywhere to work out, and I'm, I'm a living at the gym. I forgot about the fact, Tay, that COVID took away the uh, trip to El Paso uh, a couple of years ago. So that's right. So it's crazy to think that, you know, you've been on Southern Miss, been with Southern Miss now for years, but this was really your first trip here to El Paso to see the, uh, to see UTEP and and see the campus. Right. Yeah. It was first, first, like El Paso was, it was a great, it was a great experience there. I, I saw I saw a lot. I see myself in that jersey. I see myself in that gym, in that crowd. Like the atmosphere, like I felt the atmosphere, and I didn't even go to a game or anything. So it was good energy. Uh, when you talk about the injury you had this past season, I only had a chance to play seven games. How difficult has that been, especially trying to work your way back and get to the point now where you've got, I'm sure, a lot of unfinished business uh, planned on the basketball court? Whew. Yeah. I don't think I got enough time to, uh, for me to. In all honesty, like at first, the first sixty-eight weeks were difficult. You know, just being in the sling, coming out of surgery, not being able to move my arm. My arm was numb for the first week after surgery, and that was crazy. Like I've never been through a major injury like this, so it did take a toll on me. But it's when I started being able to move my arm and started doing that rehab. It, it put me in a positive spirit just because I was able to start moving again. But right now I'm taking it day by day. Um, I should be back around June as far as clear, but 
still no rest. We're still taking it day by day. Did the injury happen during a, a game early this season? Yes, sir. It happened in a Montana game during a Thanksgiving Classic early in the game. Man, uh, describe what happened. Was it just a, a play when you were going to the basket and you landed funny on your arm? How did the injury take place? So somebody took a shot on my on the opponent's team. I tried to box out their big, and then their big like pulled my arm back in his attempt to like get in front of me to get the rebound. And my shoulder just separated. It, it dislocated at the time. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Man, that sounds crazy. Now, uh, was it your shooting shoulder or your non-shooting shoulder? It was my shooting shoulder. So when that's the case, and you talk about working your way back from an injury like that. Um, and you're getting healthy, does it take a while to get the confidence back and kind of feel like your arm and your shoulder are back to where it was pre-injury? No. I never lost confidence in my skill when I was injured. I know, I know I'm going to come back great. I'm going to come back better than where I was. That's awesome. I mean, I can tell that confidence is not something you're lacking, but I can also imagine that for you, the rehab and the recovery had to be intense, and I'm sure you try to push yourself to get uh, as quickly back to up up to speed as you possibly could. Yeah, I'm I'm in there every day. I'm in there doing weights. I'm doing rehab. I'm running. I'm I'm staying in shape. Like I never. I honestly feel like the first six weeks I couldn't do much because I was in a sling. But ever since I've been out of that sling, I've been working like working nonstop. I I really love this game, so I'm putting all I can into it. Hey, do you know your timeline of when you'll be in El Paso by chance? So uh, Coach Golden and I and Coach Spriggs and the rest of the coaching staff are still trying to get in tune with that because I do graduate May 13th here. So we're, we're still trying to get that figured out. I'm trying to get there by June, though. Awesome. And based on your timeline, like you talked about, you're ready to be hopefully 100% by June. So I guess the perfect scenario would be graduate, come here, be ready to just live in the gym and and really get your game uh, even uh, up higher than it's been before, which, again, is a pretty impressive level considering you were dropping double figures on teams and, and scoring 20-plus in a lot of games. Yeah, um, just going to finish my rehab here, graduate May 13th. Keep doing my rehab after that. Try to come back down there in June. Um, see what the doctor says about me being cleared to play. But as far as the summer, as far as my summer periods, I'm not going to rush getting back in a sense because I, I know what I can do on the court. I'm just more so trying to get my strength back as my shoulder. So individual work will probably be the main focus when I get down there in the summer. Good. That makes a lot of sense for, I think, fans listening right now. We're with Tay Hardy here on Sports Talk, the newest UTEP minor who committed yesterday. All right. Um, as far as your social media goes, I got to ask you because uh, you spend a lot of time on uh, Instagram putting together a very detailed um, commitment uh, for UTEP. Now, I love the pick as a T. Was First off, let's talk about that because was that your idea or did somebody suggest that to you? Well, I mean, they got him. So the coach sent me the sent me a, like a mock draft for the edit. I thought it was cool. Um, at first, it was just regular Tay Hardy. Then I thought about the picket, and I was like, "Oh, that's like a T. You could add that." And then I then I told him to edit like how I wanted, which picture I wanted in the phone and stuff like that. But honestly, they um, they came up with the idea, and I just 
added a little bit. Put my little my little sauce into it. You know what I'm saying? I like that, Tay. I like the fact that UTEP went ahead, started the draft, got it to you, then you were able to kind of personalize it, put your touches on it, and then push it out. Now, was it your idea to come up with the uh, with with the Nikes, or was that uh, or was that UTEP's idea with the shoes? Um, it was UTEP's idea. Shout out at Warden. All right, nicely done. I like that. I thought that was a cool look, something different. Uh, and then your Twitter uh, commitment was even different from your IG, which is kind of cool because some people will use the exact same graphic on both. You obviously wanted to make the two stand out a little bit. Yeah, uh, that Twitter one was my idea. I told Eduardo what to do. You know what I'm saying? And he got it done. Shout out to him. Now, Eduardo did good work. You took care of the rest. I like that. Um, you wore a lot of different jerseys during your trip to uh, to El Paso. What was it like putting on the Texas Western jersey? Was that a little more special considering the significance and what that represents with the 66 championship team, the movie Glory Road, and everything that really associates uh, with Texas Western? Um, I feel like the Texas Western jersey does uh, give me chills in a sense, you know, putting it on, knowing that that's, the, that's the one of those jerseys that – Team won, you know. The team won the whole championship, in and that's that's my goal just to just to win. (laughs) Hey, I want to ask you a little bit about Conference USA because I I feel like you bring some really good perspective. What do you think about this league as a whole, and what did you think of the Miners this past year as you got a chance to watch them from afar? Uh, CUSA is a good league. I felt like last year was up for grabs. My Kobe year, I felt like it was better as far as like the talent but then again it was older guys and I was I was I was younger as far as the year but you know CUSA got like like good guards good defense defensive players like and then when I was watching UTEP this year I see they got good guard play boom and beyond me those two guys that I see coach golden um they want he did the ball in their hands I feel like I can come in and replace them guys just come in and make the same immediate impact they did also want to ask you a little bit about Boom and Bienemy specifically. Did they play any role into your uh you, you know your commitment here? Even just the influence of watching them on the court. Yeah, the influence of watching them on the court definitely uh, stood out to me. So um just knowing their play style, being familiar with it, understanding what Coach Golden wants to bring to the table on the offensive and defensive side, played a good fact, great factor, huge factor in me making this decision. Again, continuing our conversation right now with uh, the newest miner, uh, Tay Hardy, here on Sports Talk. All right, so when I look back at really your career, um, you know, you had that big jump from your, um, you know, your 2018-19 season right then to, to the COVID year, and suddenly um, your points exploded and everything just seemed to start clicking for you. You tell me, was it just due to experience putting in the work and putting in the time and that's when you started to see your production increase or was it a matter of just having a chance to really play more minutes and, and get more comfortable at the college game? Yeah, um, really just shout out to, like, my craft, just working on my craft, you know. Um, I'm confident because I worked so hard on my craft. There was times where I struggled, but that was because I didn't get in the gym. So my goal is just to stay in the gym to make myself the best player I can be. 
Oh, and you started at uh, East Carolina, but I think you did. You start the year before Tristan Newton arrived. I did. That's what I thought. Tristan from El Paso, um, who came, I think, the following year to East Carolina, and then he just transferred out to, to UConn right now, where he's going to play as as a graduate. So, um, when you started East Carolina. Was it just a matter at that point of figuring that, you know what, you wanted a, a change of scenery, which is why you took Southern uh, you know, Southern Miss at the time? Well, you know, after East Carolina, I went to the Pearl River. Um, I feel like that was a decision that was the best for me, betting on myself, um, understanding, understanding all the factors and circumstances that come into play with this basketball game. And I feel like it, it helped me for the better, like, I've improved every season since 2018-19 from now, and it's only going to get better. It's only up from here, honestly. Tweets coming in right now. J.D. Aziz tweets the show. I'm really enjoying the current interview with the future minor, Tay Hardy. Both of you obviously did your homework. Appreciate the hard work and preparation. Cheers from uh, J.D. Aziz. Now, you've been probably inundated on social media with minor fans since you made the decision. They're excited about you coming here. And you know as well as a lot of fans listening that you're going to have a big, big role on this team, a team that you've really seen those guards produce. You know, Adrian talked a moment ago about Boom and Biennemi, and you know that in this system with uh, with Joe Golding, guards have a huge huge part in this offense in this team and that's why i love this offense i came here because this is the offense for me i'm going to kill in this offense coach golden we have been talking about this i'm going to come here at utep i'm be a leader start like lead by example on and off the court i'm gonna work hard every day be the best team i could be you know just go out here and dominate the conference that's what we're here to do win this conference so utep and I ain't, I'm a die doing it. Hey, off the court, minor fans will be interested to know that you have a 4.0 GPA and you're a computer science major. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you do academically and, and maybe what you want to do once you're done playing basketball? Ooh, I don't, I don't know about a 4.0 GPA. You know, that might be a little reach, but I'm, I'm a three point something now. But yeah, I mean, I, I do want to work in cybersecurity, you know, after the basketball career is over. I also have gone, uh, grown an interest in analytics for the because I do love basketball and I do look at that stuff, but for fun for the most part. But as far as like doing it, I mean, that does seem like an interest. Now let's go back to analytics for a second. Are you the kind of athlete that when you play, you want to know exactly like when you watch film, what your shooting angle is and different things like that as you really start to break your game down? Or for you, does basketball really, is it more about feel than it is the analytical end? See, like while I'm playing, it's more so a feel. Like I don't think too much on when I'm playing, but like as far as like watching the film and then looking at my stats and stuff, yeah, that plays a factor, and then I'm going to adjust the next time I get on the court. All right, let's uh, give a scouting report to all the fans listening about your your game. Uh, let's start on the defensive side because that's what Joe Golding loves the most. When we watch you defensively, what are some of the things we're going to see? I'm a dog. I'm a Doberman. I I crave. I fiend for defense. Like I want to. I want to steal the ball every single time. Nobody's going to score on me. I take pride in my defense. 
All right. Uh, has anybody ever nicknamed you uh, the Doberman before, or is that a, a name we can possibly coin here uh, on, on Sports Talk when we watch you play defense? That's the name you all going to coin when you all see me this year. Just watch. All right. So on defense, you're a Doberman. Uh, how about your offensive game? Let's talk a little bit about that and, and kind of what your offensive game consists of right now. Offense, I'm more so unorthodox. You know, my game – my game is different. Like, it's smooth. I go from slow to fast. You know, I like to play at my pace, but I, I can go. I like I like to get out in the open court. I can I'm a, I can score from any level of the uh, field. Um, I can create for my teammates. I feel like that's one thing that I want to show. I want to show more of this season because I don't, I don't think I got a chance to do that much at Southern Miss. All right. I want to be more of a passer. I like that. Um, so you want to be more of a distributor, but when you, you need to score, you can score in a variety of ways. We could tell that. How's, uh, how's your three-point shot? My three-point shot is, I think it's wet. Water. All right. Honestly. Then, then here's, here's a question for you. All right? You play defense like a Doberman. You shoot threes uh, with water because you're so wet. So you tell me if you had to find a part of your game right now that you think needs still some more polish, what part of that game would it be? Everything. You always get better at everything. Um, I want. I just want to be the best player all around. You know, I want to be great at everything. But you know, um, just thinking about like what I would be uh, for the next level, I think I need to focus more on my um, off-ball defense and on-ball because I, I just get, keep getting better at that because I know the guards at the next level are going to be coming at me every single day. And I also want to just just keep keep getting better at my three-point shot, my catch-and-shoot three because my feet are too close. Shout-out to Coach Boykins for, Boykins for telling me that on, on the trip, I mean, on my uh, visit. But, yeah, I got to work on my foot placement, my shots to make it more consistent. How big is it knowing you got a guy on this coaching staff that spent 12 years in the NBA? I mean, there's always a plus uh, getting getting feedback from somebody who's been in the position you want to be in. Um, I've always I've been keeping in contact with him since I've uh, left the visit. Good good guy, great great guy. Shout out, Coach Coach Boykins, man. It's going to be a fun year with me and him in the film room. Good. Tay Hardy with us here on Sports Talk. Um, what NBA player did you grow up kind of uh, idolizing and really helped kind of want you to get involved and, and, and just become the kind of basketball player you've turned into? As far as idols, I only have two idols, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. You know, I'm a, they, they molded me to becoming a self-developing addict. You know, I, I read books about Michael Jordan's training with Tim Grover. Like, I really... Those are those are my two muses with the basketball, and two players that I love to watch are Drew Holiday and Bradley Beal. All right, good list, solid list. Now, um, if you ever had a chance to meet Michael Jordan, would you be starstruck or would you be able to stay cool and kind of keep it together? Nah, first first sight, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, oh snap, it's Michael Jordan, and then like after after a little conversation, I'm gonna be like, oh, it's cool, like he's just he's just like me. He put on his pants just like me. That's right. And his Hanes underwear and everything else that Michael Jordan wears. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. 
Let's wrap it up with this, Tay. If you had to give all the minor fans listening a little personal message about what to expect from you and this team in the 2022-23 season, what do you tell them? You said fans going to be a show. I'm I'm going to do my due diligence to make sure the team and I are going to come out every night and give it all we got. You know, I just – the goal is to win. Win every game. It probably won't – we probably won't win every game, but as long as we go out there and say that we gave it all, that's the goal. We're trying to compete for a conference championship, and we're going to make it to that dance this year. Now, you're coming in June. Come by and see us in our Lubingo studios when you get to El Paso. We'll have you here in person. We'll take some phone calls from minor fans, and we'll look forward to meeting you face-to-face. How's that sound? That sounds great. Great. Can't wait to get down to El Paso. Great job, Tay. Good uh, good luck on graduation uh, coming up next month, and uh, we appreciate the time, and uh, thanks so much for being here on the show today. Thank you. Go Miners. There he is, Tay Hardy. Screamed so loud he overmodulated his computer system. I like that. That's what it's all about here on the show. 43 pass. Come back with more in a moment. 600 ESPN El Paso. Sports Talk, back with Sule Boom. You want to get into the program, there's a lot of ways to do it. 915-505-6009 on the phones, 505-6009. You can tweet the show, 600 ESPN El Paso. Thursday and Friday, we'll be in Vegas broadcasting live from Caesars and the NFL Draft. How about that, Sule? Taking the show on the road to the NFL Draft. Y'all lucky. Can y'all, y'all got an extra spot? I'm trying to come, too. All right. Well, I mean, you know, if you're going <laughs> to be in the area. Who's going number one? Who's going number two? We need some extra draft coverage. Sule. Yeah, exactly. Sule, <laughs> boom, giving us the, uh, the, the, the down low on the draft. That would be perfect. <laughs> uh, the Sports Talk Live broadcast will be presented by the Window Depot and also brought to you by Longhorn Distributing, Cisco Movers, Clean Water of El Paso, 915 Tours, Palo Verde Homes, Taco Avocat, Expert HVAC and Refrigeration, Roto Rooter, and CNM Body Works. That's uh, this Thursday and Friday, four to six thirty. Sports Talk Live from the twenty twenty two NFL Draft in Caesars. All right. By the way, have you, have you been to Vegas in a while? I haven't been to Vegas since high school at AU. I haven't been there in, in probably longer, like for yeah. an extended work trip. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a while. So I'll give you the full scoop on, on how things are these days and how Man, things are going over I there. I need it. All right, that'll be fun. Um, we want to get your thoughts on uh, some of the minors that are going to be returning next year. So there's three mm-hmm. of them. I mean, that's yeah. it. We've got uh, we've got Sibley, we have Onyema, and we also have Kalu. So as you look at these three guys, give me some thoughts on each of them and and really what you think uh, you know they can be building off of this past season. I mean, to be honest, I expect all three of those guys to take a huge leap next year. I expect those guys to come back better, sharper, and just more experienced. Sibley, he has one of the highest upside. He probably had the highest upside on our team this year. He's still a young guy. I mean, he's he's his talent's through the roof. He just he, he's gonna he's gonna bring it together. He's I expect him to do really good things. He's just got to be more aggressive and stuff. He already know like, but he has all the talent in the world. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he's gonna be a really good player. Zurich, that's another guy. Zurich started playing basketball late. I mean, Coach Cox and those guys, they they're pushing, they're pushing. It's only it's only uh, Kevin Kalu and uh, Zurich. So Coach Cox is pushing those guys in the bigs workout, and they, I know they pushing them hard. I'm hearing about his shot and stuff. And Zurich is another guy that has talent through the roof. Crazy athletic, can dunk on you, rebound. You just got to get more experience and stuff. And those guys are gonna be good players. I know that in my heart, and I know Coach Golden, those guys are gonna develop them, and I see them every damn practice. I mean. 
So, I, I, I mean, I have real faith in those guys that those guys going to make huge improvements. The thing I love about Z is when he gets the ball down low, he's yeah. looking to, st- uh, to slam it down your face every, every time. single time. Every time. Hard every to find time. guys like that. Most yeah. big guys don't want to do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He can do it even more. That's what I'm saying. So... I just know. I just know they got. I know they're gonna be good players, and I know they just. They, this summer is gonna be really huge for them. I mean, just stay here and just work out every day, get your lift in, get your retreatment in, recovery and stuff. They gotta just grow up and learn how to be, you know, more of a getting that pro type setting. So that, I think that's gonna be really good for them. And I think the less people here, they're gonna have less distractions and stuff. So it's gonna be really good for them. Biggest key, would you say, for some of those guys, especially the bigs, uh, making progress on the defensive side of the ball? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I think part of that, too, is just experience, too, mm-hmm. especially with Zurich and uh, the younger guys. Um, and we, the only really big man we had this year was, like, Titus. Not saying like that, but he's the one that really had the most experience. The other guys were really thrown in the fire. I mean, right. they got to they get used to I mean, first game, you really think about when to go play New Mexico State. Those guys got Johnny McCann's big dude, strong, experienced, tough, like, and they in your face. They talking, talking and stuff. So it's like they ain't seen nothing like that before. So it's like the fact that we went through this year and they get into practice and reps and stuff. I think this is gonna grow over time. I mean, the best experience is teacher, the best teacher is experience. So I mean, they're gonna be good with that. How much did you enjoy that rivalry with New Mexico State over the years? Man, it was it was fun. I wish we won some more games with them, but <laughs> it was fun. Every time we went to that game, we knew it was going to be a hostile environment, a great crowd, and it was going to be some uh, smack talk, and it was, just, it was just fun. I love competing. I love competing, especially in games like that. I did, too. I thought that those games were terrific. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember, wasn't there a game before you were even eligible to play where there was a little bit of a mix-up between yeah. uh, players? I from? Think, yeah. And you were, <laughs> it was crazy. It was like, wow, you guys aren't even eligible yet. There was yeah. a lot of trash talking yeah, going yeah. on between the two That's teams. That's what I'm saying. It always, got, it, always got, it always got like that. I mean, those are games you want to play in. Those are big games. Big time players want to play, and I just I just love those games. I don't blame you. It's yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Meanwhile, you came with a group of guys, and a lot of you guys stuck around and and spent three four years together. How important is that, especially with the portal of what it's turned into, mm-hmm. knowing how many of you were committed to this program and and sticking around all that time? Man, like we brought a lot of talent through here. I mean, Coach Terry did a great job of bringing a lot of a lot of guys here. I mean, we had a lot of talent. We've been here through some time. Some people left earlier. Some people stayed and stuff. But um, it was all good. I mean, it's been a lot of talent that came through here. And, I mean, we were all a family, and we all gelled with each other. Even this year, the new teams, the old teams, we all loved each other. We all loved each other. We all cared about each other. And it was, a like I said, it was a lot of good players here. So it was a lot of talent here. Sule, I got a tough one for you, but I feel comfortable enough to ask you ask you this. Uh, last year, UTEP lost their best player. This year, mm-hmm. UTEP loses their best player in you. Mm-hmm. What what does UTEP need to do in the future to try to keep their best player here? Like, just objectively, I, I know everybody's situation is different, yeah. but what, what do you think uh, are some things that they could do to, to keep the best player here? Uh, I think uh, that's a good question. I'm sorry. I know this is a tough yeah, one. Yeah, I got to think about that. Like, so I'm just thinking about some stuff. Like, uh, All right, let me throw something at you as you're thinking <laughs> that answer, okay? Yeah. How how important to you uh-huh. as an athlete is UTIP coming up with an NIL package for you guys when yeah. you either arrive or, or mm-hmm. you know, after each year? How important would NIL be at this level? Not high majors like you're mm-hmm. dealing with now, but here at UTIP. See, 
thing about that, my answer might be different from a lot of other cats because I'm different. I mean, to me, I'm not just all about the money. I'm not all about just the NIL money. I'm looking at the big bag. I'm looking at the big money because if I hand, if you do if you do good in this position you're in, you're going to have a real good chance of going making a way bigger bag than what's in front of you, a little 50000 100000 you know what I'm saying? So 100%. I'm, I look at it different than some other cats. Some other cats might be like, okay, I'm going to go where the money at, but I'm not like that. I'm looking for a best situation for me where I can succeed on the court and go put myself in a position to make millions, not just that. So And education's got to be a, an important yeah. thing for you because you've already graduated. Yeah. So, you know, you did that here. And, yeah. and, and um, you know, sometimes we never talk about education. All we're talking about is NIL dollars, NCAA yeah. tournaments. But education's yeah. a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, most definitely. But I, I'm not going to sit here and say those things don't matter because they definitely play a role in situations. But um, I say I feel like we just need to grow our crowd. I, I feel like we have a great crowd, but I feel like if our crowd was – our crowd was as hostile as it really could be. I feel like that could be a thing that could make guys stay here, more more people to come to the games. Um, I feel like we need to. I feel like we could we could. Have, I mean, it's not really up to us. More TV games um, mm-hmm. to intrigue more guys. Um, NIL could be a thing, but that's not at the top of my list. Um, that you could throw that in there, and um, I mean, this is a good spot. I mean, I've been here for four years. I didn't want to leave last year. I mean, I feel I feel I spent four years, so I I feel like it was this time, man. So I stayed here for a reason because I love this spot. I love this place, and man. Yeah, but you gave Joe Golding a chance, and that's yeah. important because yep. I know when he first arrived, you mentioned you didn't know anything about him, didn't uh-huh. really know, and yet it seemed like you guys hit it off, and mm-hmm. then as the season went along, your trust just became, and a bond became yeah. uh, as strong as ever. Yeah, nah, it definitely did. I mean, we we went through a lot. I mean, it, the season this, did not start off how we wanted to start. I had a broken finger, JB had concussion, I had COVID. I had a stomach bug. It was crazy. Like, we've been through all that. All those things made us just tighter and closer. Even though it was a lot of outside noise, it just made us come together and just be even more of a team. And made Coach Golden, me and, I, me and Coach Golden even closer. So, I feel like that was all good. Question for you on Twitter. This comes from El Paso Visuals. Um, did a small part of you want to come back to be able to stick it to UT and Coach Terry and get 20-plus and a W against the Longhorns <laughs> in their first game in that new arena next season? That's a good question. question. I like that one. Hey. Come back to stick it to Coach Terry, Coach Beard, and the Longhorns. Nice. Hey, man, I, I would love to do that, man. I would love to do that, but <laughs> it's more than one game, man, on the season. But that would be really, really, really fun to do, man. I'll say this. I saw what Bryson did to Texas in those meetings oh against uh, them, and, and he, he he definitely got his money's worth. <laughs> he got his money's worth, man. I know that I know that was fun. I know that was fun for Bryson. I know Coach Terry didn't and those guys really didn't like it like that. But I know they were happy for him too. But it was just it was just really interesting to see how all those things played out. All right, great question. We'll wrap it up with Sule Boom next. Bottom of the hour yeah. as sports talk continues. Let's get back to Adrian and one last <laughs> sports center update. Good job. Appreciate you, uh, Adrian. Thank you for that. Now, if you're just joining us for the first half hour with Sule Boom, let's sum it up. Let's see. Some of the things Sule's talked about is he loves it here, loves Joe Golding, thinks $10 tickets should be a thing because uh, the crowd was great uh, in that mm-hmm. uh, basketball classic, so we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, we talked about also uh, some of the minors that are currently on the team. Um, have some of the newcomers, players that have visited and some of the guys looking to come to UTEP, have they reached out to you to talk to you about the program? 
Um, I actually reached out to a couple of those guys. Um, nice. I reached out to the Noon Kid. Uh, uh, I tried to reach out to Tay Hardy. I didn't get his number. Um, and I've been around for a couple of visits that the coaches had. Um, that the young freshman point guard come in. I was here when the big 6'10 Juco kid was here. So, I mean, I just tell them the real. I mean, I ain't going to lie to them or nothing. I tell them the real. I tell them, the, I tell them everything they want to know. I mean, I tell them what it's like. I mean, it's not really... It's not really too many things not to like, so I mean I can't really say say a lot of stuff like that. But I just tell them how Coach Golden is, how the how the community is, how the games is, and everything. So I mean I just share them with my experiences and stuff, and just give them little nuggets that I think they should have. What are you gonna miss most about El Paso? Hmm, that's a great question. I'm 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 just I'm gonna miss the I'm gonna miss the friendly environment the most. It's a good answer. I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss that the most. I, you know, I could tell that when you were on the court, either mm-hmm. before games or you, you, you interacted with a lot of the fans, the kids that were coming. You mm-hmm. really enjoyed that, didn't you? Yeah, nah, for sure. Like the fans, all the little kids running around, sitting courtside and stuff. I mean, the city loves about the, the city cares about basketball. They love basketball. They're into it. I mean, it's just a great spot to be. Hey, you were great with my uh, with my nine year old when he came by. Nah, uh, after he was practice. great. <laughs> that was good. he's big time. He's big time for sure. He's big time. He was practicing that uh, what he was going to tell the team for uh, a while, <laughs> and I said, "Just be yourself, have some fun, be confident, and everything will be good." He talked about make your three pointers. <laughs> yes, he did. That's exactly what he said. Make some threes. That's right. Nah, That's sure. right. Um, all right. So when you look at uh, your list right now of mm-hmm. of schools that are after you. Um, May 1st is the deadline if uh-huh. you're not a grad transfer. You are a grad transfer, so you don't have to decide by May 1st. Do you want to make this uh, make your mind up in the next five or six days, or would you rather take more time until you mm-hmm. really know for sure? Um, I'm going to say I want to take my time, but I want to. I don't want to take too much time. I want to move at my pace, but I don't want to take all you know months and stuff to make a decision. I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to make a decision, so I feel like within the next couple of weeks I'm going to be announcing something soon. Um but, yeah, I mean, I haven't been in a rush. I still haven't taken any visits or anything yet, so I feel like I'm going to be coming to a decision real soon. Are you planning on taking a visit to the school you eventually choose, or do you feel like it's not uh, necessary? No, nah, I feel like before, I feel like I'm gonna have, I want to have an idea about the school I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about going to, but I, I'm, I'm going to want to go see it first, you know, mm-hmm. get that final get that final stamp on it. What are some of the highlights that you can remember from your UTEP basketball career, just on the court specifically, like your favorite moments that you always look back on? Man, uh, good question. I like. That. I like. I, I I love when we beat uh, North Texas. <laughs> Snap Great their game. streak. Uh, I like when we beat La Tech. I, we had a lot of fun. My, a lot of memories I'm gonna say is when probably from this year, uh, we beat La Tech up there. Uh, uh, I like uh, when we made the comeback against UTSA. I think that was two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, two years ago. Um, I had a lot of memories, man. We played at, uh We played Kansas. We should have won that game. That was a fun game, even though it, it didn't end how we wanted to. But that was a, a real memorable game. Um, ASU, did you like that one? Oh, yeah, I forgot about ASU. We beat ASU. We should have beat Arizona, too. That would have been a nice 2-0 Sweep that weekend. Uh, that was that was a nice win. That was a nice get. Uh, How about beating Texas Tech in that exhibition yeah, game? Yeah, that was that was my very like first game. Like that was I was just getting a welcoming party to El Paso. That was fun too. Like I feel like I feel man. like the other ones were more that were more impactful because the games counted. 
Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. You, while you're following the NBA playoffs? Yeah, for sure. Well, it's crazy, KD and those guys, huh? It's crazy. How does that happen? I don't even know. I think it's a mixture of both. I think it's a mixture of the players and coaching. I think it's all, you know, not really. it's not I, just one guy. So I don't think it's just KD or Kyrie. I think it's all of them together. Man, um, well, it could be worse because think about this. As tough as it's been for KD and Kyrie, then you got mm-hmm. the Ben Simmons factor, and that's Man, a total disaster. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's yeah. just sitting out, not helping his teammates. This is a lot. This is a lot going into that. He may be hurt or something. We don't know, but. Yeah, but if not, look, you're a gamer. You live to play. Yeah. Could you ever see yourself in a spot to where you're in a playoff and you just don't want to play? That's not me. I mean, I could never be that guy. Like, if it's a game, I'm playing. Like, I don't miss games like that. If I miss a game, like, I'm sick to my stomach. So, okay, I got to be really, really, I got to be injured. Like, not hurt, injured to not be able to go on the court. Uh, give me your predictions on what's going to happen here. Will Miami put away uh, the Hawks tonight? They were three they, games to one. Where they in Miami. At? In Miami? Yeah. No Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler not playing. No, no Kyle Lowry. Oh, uh, Hogs getting that one. Okay. Uh, Grizzlies and Timberwolves in Minnesota right now. Grizzlies up 11-2 early on. Series tied to a piece. Who's going to win that series? What, what's the score? 2-2. It's uh, 11-2 Grizzlies uh, right out of the gate. They playing at Minnesota? At uh, No, actually, yes. Uh, no, it's um, at yeah, uh, Memphis. I'm going to take Memphis. Dad. I'm going to take Memphis. All right. Uh, Suns and Pelicans tied at two apiece. Who do you like in that mm. series? I'm taking it. I'm taking the. I'm taking the Pelicans. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. Um, uh, will the Warriors put away the Nuggets tomorrow night in Golden State? Most definitely. All right. How far can the Warriors go this year? They can go all the way to the finals. I think. Disappointed in Denver because they've got the MVP of the league. And, I mean, uh, they don't got. They don't got uh, uh, Murray or. Quarter, so yeah, just under you know, just undermanned, and they they fight, they still fighting because that's what their team about, that's what they coach about. They still fighting, so they gonna be real. If they had those dudes, they would be really dangerous. I agree with you, and really dangerous. Um, who do you like? Uh, the Sixers? Do you like the Celtics? Who do the you like? East is, out of the, East? the East is tough. The East is the Milwaukee. East is Milwaukee. Yeah. You got Milwaukee. You got Boston. Yep. You got the Heat. Like. It's the difficult. Heat could be a sleeper team. Like I feel like anybody can come out the East. Uh, you got young, like anybody can come out the East. To be honest, I'm with you. whoever healthy, whoever whoever healthy in the East, and that's who gonna come out. So who's your one pick? Who's your NBA champion right now? NBA champion? I probably take the Warriors and the and the where from to out the West. All right, out the East. I might have to take. I might say the Bucks. I might say the Bucks. Okay, that's cool. Bucks and Warriors. That'd be fun. Giannis against uh, uh, against everybody in Man, Golden State right he, now. Nobody can guard that dude. He's crazy. He's unguardable. I like that. All right. Uh, last question for me. You have anyone before you want to wrap it up? Uh, KD, Kyrie, Steve Nash. One has to leave. Who is it? <laughs> one has to leave. Come on, man. And the league is about players, man. You gotta, wow, okay, so yeah. you're saying Nash is gone. If I'm, i got to keep Kyrie and Katie. i got to keep those dudes. Yeah, yeah Kyrie's not exactly warming up uh, to yeah. everybody, though. You yeah. know, Nobody really like Kyrie. He's, he's, he's beyond his different stuff, but he's a, he's a, he's a one-in-a-lifetime talent. I mean. Yes, he is. Good man. ball player. Great ball player. I mean. All right. Final question. Um, we've, we've, we've spent 40 minutes talking to you. Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, – you know, kind of wrap it up uh, for a message to uh, all the El Pasoans and UTEP fans listening. What would you uh, What would you like to tell them? I would just wanted to give my extreme 
blessing and and thanks to all the fans that came out to the games and supported me and the team and Coach Golden and everybody. I just I'm really grateful for that that I was able to come here and be a part of this program for the past four years and be a part of the city. Um, this is always going to be a have a home home place in my heart. I'm I'm just grateful that I came here. I'm grateful that I stayed last year. Um, I'm just just blessed to be a part of the UTEP program and just everything about it. Everything a part of it. I mean, even when I go to my next school, UTEP is still going to be a school that got to, got me to where I am. It's always going to be a part. It's not going to be like I'm going to leave UTEP and forget about it. Like I plan on coming back here, and when when I when I get deep, deeper into my pro career, I plan on coming back here doing camps and just doing doing good stuff in the community. So awesome. El Paso is a, is a home to me. I'm thankful for everybody that helped me here. I met a lot of great people, and just I'm just blessed and thankful. Well said. Who knows? Maybe you'll live here someday. Maybe you'll make a home in El Paso, and this could be where you, uh, where you raise know. your family. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I might have a house at the top of the mountain. We're going to see. <laughs> I like that. If you get a house on the top of the mountain, I want an invite, okay? It's Fair good. enough? It's good. It's good. All right, Sula. Hey, great to uh, have you today and over the years, and uh, we wish you nothing but the best, and thanks for being here. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Sule, boom, folks. The Sports Talk continues. Hags next. Final countdown as we continue.